I like my women like I like my booze. I'm happy with one, but make it a double. I like my women like I like my booze with a brown paper bag over it. <laughs> I like my women like I like my booze. Neat. Or also, I like my women like I like my uh, booze. On the rocks. I like my, no, I like my women like I like my booze. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> I like my women like I like my booze. For a short amount of time, she wasn't allowed in the country. Uh, I like my women like I like my booze. They're too expensive, so I made my own. I like my women like I like my booze. Stolen from my dad. I like my women like I like my booze. 225 at the corner. I like my women like I like my booze. Gone by the morning. Uh -huh. uh, I like my women like I like my booze. It's not fun unless my homies can have some too. Uh, I like my women like I like my booze. I shouldn't have any because I'm 14, but a nice man bought some for me. I like my women like I like my booze. Intoxicating. I like my women like I like my booze. I like my women like I like my booze. Smashed on the sidewalk. <laughs> I like my women like I like my booze. Gets me in fights with my friends. I like my women like I like my booze. I generally regret it the next day. <laughs> I like my women like I like my booze, but I prefer a tall boy. Oh. I like. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, I like my like like my what? Give us another thing. Anything? Like what? Coffee. 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 Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do do that one. Oh, I just said do do. All the every all the every day. Nose hair trimmer. Nose hair trimmer. Nose hair trimmer. Okay. Right. Okay. I like my women like I like. My nose hair trimmer. Uh, I know it's dangerous, but I'm trying to save time, and that's why we're doing this in the car. Uh, I like moving like I like my nose hair trimmers. I don't think anyone in my house has one. Uh, I, <laughs> I like my women like I like my nose hair trimmers. I hope when I'm at work, nobody else is using it. I like my women like I like my nose hair trimmers. They're for me when I'm old. I like my women like I like my nose hair trimmers. It just makes me feel confident. Uh, I like my women like I like my nose hair trimmers. I murdered a man with one once because I was desperate. I like my women like I like my nose hair trimmers. Once I get it in there, I just feel a lot better. I like my women like I like my nose hair trimmers. I got mine used. <laughs> I like my women, like I like my nose hair trimmers. Uh, believe it or not, you should clean them more often than you think. Oh. I like my women, like I like my nose hair trimmers. Keeping the hair short. I like my women, like I like my nose hair trimmers. I learned how to use it by borrowing my dad's. <laughs> you learned how to use it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I suppose it's time for the last subject. Uh, I like my Ooh. Like I like my. I don't have a thing. Pirate ships. Pirate ships. Pirate ships. Pirate ships. Pirate ships. I like Full of seamen. Ah! Yeah. Next. Um. 
bullet high women. To the booty. Like I like my pirate ships prepared to board. Uh, I like my women like I like my pirate ships uh, with mutiny. Uh, I, like, I like my women like I like my pirate ships being boarded. I like my women like I like my pirate ships with the sweet aft. <laughs> Oh God! Sorry, guys. Really like that one. I like my women like I like my pirate ships stolen from somebody else. I like my women like I like my pirate ships hidden in a secret cove. I like my women like I like my pirate ships full of old diseased men. I like my women like I like my pirate ships wet. I like my women like I like my pirate ships making me fire the cannons. <laughs> Uh, I like my women, like I like my pirate ships. Uh, she's a real blockade runner, you know. Real, oh, I like my pillar. women, like I like my pirate ships. Let me climb in through the poop deck. <laughs> I like my women, like I like my pirate ships with a Corvette on the side. I like my it's a fast women, shit. Like I like my pirate ships. Spanish merchants are afraid of them. Uh, I like my women like I like my pirate ships full of fake ghosts. <laughs> I like my women like I like my pirate ships known for the color of her beard. Uh, I like my women like I like my pirate ships with the real sturdy broadside. Uh, I like my women like I like my pirate ships with formidable booty. <laughs> I like my women like I like my pirate ships. Lost at sea. Jeremy. Jeremy. It's very sad. Me I uh I like my women's like I like my pirate ships uh, disappearing in the Bermuda Fuck, <laughs> you know that place. This is gonna be really bad. I like my women like I like my pirate ships. For one of them, I would travel to the ends of the earth. <laughs> uh, I like my women like I like my pirate ships. Frequently inhabited by Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, I like my women like I like my pirate ships. They used to come around all the time, but they don't come anymore. I like my women like I like my pirate ships in, inside a bottle. I like my women like I like my pirate ships, uh, Somalian. I like my women like I like my pirate ships, violent and entrepreneurial. <laughs> I like I my like women like I like my pirate ships with papers of mark from the Queen of England. I like my women. I like my women like I like my. I like my women like I like my pirate ships, democratic. We're learning with Justin Gomes. Learn some stuff. There he is. I like my women, like I like my pirate ships. Sponsored by states. F fighting wars without flags. Woo! Oh, are we learning? Are we learning? Was that a fact? Stop it! Uh, I like you know how my many facts we secretly snuck into this game Shut already? Up, I don't know! I like my women like I like my pirate ships, influenced by Drake. <laughs> <laughs>
I like my women like I like my pirate ships first appearing in the historical record around 1437. I like my women like I like my pirate ships. She really gets the party cracking. Ah, cracking. Ah. My, I like my women like I like my pirate ships. Fun thing, you know, they used to actually Shanghai people uh, from their homes. And they just take them out to sea. Stop it! I like my women like I like my pirate ships. I ride them at Disneyland. I like my women like I like my pirate ships. Uh, it's life for me, baby. That was a love story, was what that was. <laughs> also, a fun joke on the popular Disneyland pirate song. <laughs> say one more fact. Any of you say one more fact? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. <laughs> one more fact. I'm going to do it. You're like it. I like my women like I like my pirate ships derived from the Germanic word. No, he killed him! Good game! Yeah, that's the end of that game. Alright, here we go. We'll go there. We made up some funny jokes and we laughed about it. We're gonna do a competition right now. We got time to do a competition? Let's do it, baby. I don't have any sort of time training machine on me. We got time, baby. What's up, man? Okay, well, describe it and let's decide. No! Don't jump the boat, man. Let's hear what we got. The shark. This game, this game is called non sequitur. So essentially, you go in a line or you go back and forth, and I'll point at you and you say a word, and then I'll go to the other person and they'll have to say something else and uh, try and make as little connection to anything that's been said. And if I can form a connection in my brain and it's completely up to me whether things connect, uh, then, I, then I eliminate you. So let's try it out. Just you and me, Justin. Let's try it out. We just have to stay completely ridiculous, unconnected uh, words. It's going by the pointing. All right. Nah, all right. There's only six degrees of separation between every word, man. What? How many? Fork. Silver. Yeah, see, that was easy. Crap. Yeah. All damn day. You can say it literally anything. I think I'm gonna jump off a building today. It's it's. <laughs> For two, there is a place that I've heard of. Where do dogs come from? The ground is not above us. <laughs> Someone get me a science book, please. <laughs> Someone turn on the TV. Color X. <laughs> <laughs> All play is quality programming. <laughs> a marmoset is not, and has not, and will not ever love you. <laughs> Did you know an aluminum can is worth 10 cents in Michigan? <laughs> we can make a coon. Both facts. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Go, and you can say words. You can say whatever you want. 
Bunnies. Concordedly. Piano. Ooh. Oh. Over Miami, there is a weasel. I, li I like record players. Pork. I have a tiny penis. <laughs> uh, pork. Pork. Throughout. <laughs> Concrete. Canada's favorite pastime is apple pie. <laughs> the speed of light. Hands don't have dads. <laughs> Don't make all your answers absurd as sentences. The smell of the rain. <laughs> if I were a llama, I would enjoy grass. <laughs> Speech acts. The look of love is in your Underneath. Upside down bunt cake. Underneath. Get out of here. <laughs> Jeremy, tell my face. Go. What love? Fuck the rules. <laughs> Mic stand. Then. Ernesto Glazera. <laughs> the thing that lives at the bottom of the ocean. Christmas lights. <laughs> Parenthood. Being short. The thing that lives. Uh, that's our petition. I'll try again. Go. Bottled peanuts. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> My feet are soggy. Super dum dum poopy butt. <laughs> Enjoying a nice sunset. Focus on the prize, Jeffrey. <laughs> My zipper stuck. Select medium or medium large. We don't have small, okay? A dope record collection. <laughs> Last time I assembled this gun, it only took me 15 seconds. Fuck you, Sergeant. <laughs> there is a war on Christmas. War! Peanuts. And then you can put a pin on every place that you visited. It's big. It covers the whole wall. Yesterday was okay. <laughs> no, it's called a two by four because of how many inches there are, Craig. All right, not because uh, that's how heavy. 
thinking about adopting a kitten. Oh. It's in the basement. No, it doesn't. The last three things you did were all talking to other people. That's true. I mean, Get out of here. There was an invisible person. The whole time. Anybody else? Anybody else? Katie wins! Congratulations. You made no sense. That was the point, right? You make the least sense. To make absolutely Nobody no sense. Nobody learned a thing. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I, en I enjoyed that a lot. Want to do a musical? Can you, you can tickle ivories, right? You. You, sir. Are you down to do a musical? All right. Get on the, get on the, get on them ones and twos. You know, get, get, get. Let's get at. Get on that piano. Uh, uh, it's gonna be, well, here's the thing. What we need is the name of a musical that doesn't exist. Okay. Great. Uh, okay. Uh, Triumphant Dilda. Discordant. Say, Triumphant Dilda. Triumphant Rocky and Bullwinkle Horror Picture Show? Rocky and Bullwinkle Horror Picture Show. I know. Um, what was it? Adrian's Revenge. How many Rockies were there? What did Adrian say? <laughs> Triumphant dogs. Seven, if you can Triumphant dogs? We could do. We could. Uh, all dogs go to heaven, but not really. All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven, but not really. I like that. Go for it. Uh, who's directing? Can you want to direct? Spaghetti on dog A.
bad news. What? That man, that man, he, he told me something terrible. Woof, 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 oh, by the way, your cancer, uh, we can totally fight this. I just wanted to, it's not as a death sentence as people think it is. Oh, were you guys... Is that what you were gonna tell me? No. <laughs> no, we talked. We talked about. Sorry. We actually talked about that earlier. That wasn't what he just told me at all. Fair. Because I know I mean, you're just, a fighter and you're gonna beat that cancer. And I also lost my timeshare. No one brings up that news. Who wants? Fine. That? I guess we're close enough. I have cancer. It wasn't. I never knew. Well, I kind of well, knew. No, I didn't know either. It's just. Well, it's it just hard to ignore the tumors. This <laughs> is more dark than love. Don't worry, because even if it doesn't work out, most clouds go to heaven. Most of them. As long as you've accepted Doggy Jesus. Afraid of no vacuum. <laughs> and I don't need you. Well, I guess our friendship is through. Fine. I guess we'll go our separate ways. Yeah. I hope you find Doggy Jesus someday. Whatever. <laughs> the news is a shock, and Phil's wondering what's what. Life and death. <laughs> is Doggy Jesus real? Are you doing, Chip? I've been a tumor for a long time now. Maybe I can help you out, give you some wisdom. I don't know, man. You'd just make fun of me if I told you. No, I'm not one of those kind of tumors. Why don't you let it out, bud? When I was young, just a baby pup, my mom, she lifted me. Lifted me up. You see up there in the sky, there's a ranch, and all the dogs go there and have lots of room. Sorry, go ahead. 
mama, she died. She was killed by a hundred cats. <laughs> it's really weird to read about that. Believe it or not, in my incredibly long life as a tumor, I haven't read a newspaper. <laughs> but how can Dobby Jesus exist? But she's gone And she will be missed Hey, I've got a secret for you I don't And I met your mother there. She lives inside your fucking heart. <laughs> you see? Oh, sorry, that's hilarious. I would do it, man. That's why I was just a didn't tell you that ever. For a cancerous growth, it's pretty charming. What can I say? I learned it from you. Director. Um, um, <laughs> Sucks for tumors too.
but the story goes on. No, you, you died in, in a larger sense. No, we didn't sell any tickets. Not in the small scene sense, no, but in the a larger sense. It's time. over. It's I don't even think it got published. It's like, it's like, it's like when you read a good book and then it stays with you. Oh, maybe one copy of it will exist. If this were a good book, that might be true. But it's probably going to be in Grandpa's attic. And somebody's gonna find it and go, what garbage is this? <laughs> wow, did Grandpa write this? The talking continues, so we There could still be potentially a sequel uh, to this show. So while you go Open improv. There's a Facebook group. And also every 8 to 10 on Muni Radio. Uh, that's where we are right now. The end of the song. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, it's at 9.53. It's about time for we should be switching over. Yeah. Do you want to do uh, any parting words or anything like that? Uh, you got to do a super-duper quick last game. Do you guys, uh, world's worst? Let's do one. Quick, you guys, yeah. You last like, subject, world's worst. <laughs> Farmer. Farmer. If you plant a baby, it'll make another baby. I'm a hunter and gatherer by trade. I don't love these hoes. Will you ever, will you finally respond to my farm bill request? Uh, no, we can't cover your surgery. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but your, your weed has mites. No, no government can tell me not to grow my potatoes. To get an eggplant, you must plant a chicken. Uh, Old McDonald lost his farm. Oh, no. No, no. Old McDonald knew his vowels. E-I-E-I-O. Sometimes why? Uh, World's worst what? World's worst. Musician. Musician. Nickelback. Next. World's worst. Nickelback. <laughs> the one that existed. Next! World's worst what? Anything. Roller coaster. World's worst roller coaster. Roller coaster. I bipolar! Is this a is, is this a roller or a coaster? I'm blind. Yeah, no, you gotta get the two-way ticket and no, this is a BART train. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I'm just gonna go ahead and put this beer right. No! My drink! Well this is a different this is a different safety bar than I'm used to. Two Manhattans. <laughs> Hey, what's up, motherfucker? This roller coaster is gonna go three G's. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, roller coaster. Man, whatever you want, dude. Man, the lines here are way too long. This. Welcome to Physics Land. This roller coaster stays put in space but moves in time. Ooh! You must be this tall to ride this ride, and you must be this short to be on the ride. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the elevator during 9-11. Oh, god damn it. World's worst! Last subject, world's worst. Uh, boy band. Boy band. We're all girls! Spice girls. Yeah, we need a musician. All right, go ahead. Hey, we're some dudes improvising. Yeah. Now that Michael's left the band, nobody likes us. Uh, Robin Hood's Merry Men. All right, new last subject, world's worst. Uh, the back alley boys. Out of ah. out of sync. <laughs> Never mind. I'm glad you got them right. Uh, Boy band. Invoke. Oh shit. <laughs> Actual bottles of Hanson. <laughs> the Yeasty Boys. AM frequency is for kids, man. Real men use FM. The Sex Pistols. Steve fucked by a fin. <laughs> the Spice Girls. Uh, Where did the first one? What was that? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 98.6 degrees, we're all regular. Boys to men's vans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dicks chicks. <laughs> the Dixie chicks. The chicks with dicks. The Dixie <laughs> Any more? The chicks with Dixie. Uh, counting crows, there's five of them. <laughs> no, Andrew, it's the chicks with Dixie chicks. Oh, That's yeah. I, sma I, I smashed your mouth because you were asking for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? We're calling it there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Are we playing music? Alien Ant Farmer. See what I did there? See what I did? I brought it back to the first one. Uh, real no, real no, big no, fish, no. but spelled the right way. <laughs> so fucking uh, large catfish. Uh, <laughs> the Jacksons eight. Warm play. Radio Dick. <laughs> All right, thank you everybody for hanging Hansons, out with us. We are here Hansons every fucking strawberry Tuesday. cream soda. Uh, I hope there's music playing right. I think there is. I really do. I I believe that the insane clown posse. <laughs> just. All right. Anyway, uh, this has been Open Improv. Hang out. Fucking the next show is fucking awesome. Uh, we'll catch you every Tuesday. Uh, have a nice time. Go fuck yourselves. Playing. I don't know if this is playing, so I'm making sure there's no dead air, cause that would be bad, okay? That's why. Boom.
What was good was up from under Until black that awful tender Came and popped my sense of wonder Black was decomposing quickly This was found offensive to me
whiskey song for the one about the gun. I'm the man who sings your favorite songs. I'm the bug and you've been bit. I'm the man who writes the country hits.
And we're back with another episode of Fuck Everything, Fuck You with Sean and Timmy. Uh, Sean and I have been stuck in this hedge maze for like a week and a half now. What does that mean? Every time I go to sleep, I wake up and the maze has changed somehow. I found an apple tree. That's how I've been getting my nutrition. Uh, I don't know. There's three crows guarding a ruby, and I keep passing the same pirate skeleton all the time. You're just talking about Nintendo right now, right? I don't know, man. Hedge maze. It's hard to tell it's sometimes whether it's Nintendo or DMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's kind of the same. It, I mean, life is kind of, kind of a, kind of a hedge maze. I mean, if you really want to find Zelda, there's a quick way. I, I don't want to think about this hedge maze anymore. It's, All right, you brought it up. Mostly. All right, well, I got I got a plug. I got the, uh, I got the punchline coming up Tuesday, February second at uh, eight o'clock. Uh, it's fifteen dollars. Uh, come out and see me. It's my uh, first real comedy club show. Um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, come say hello. Um, I will say hi back and make awkward conversation with you. Um, Sean, you got anything to plug? Yeah, Timmy's going to be at the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever it was that he said that he was going to be there, I trust that he had the right date. So <laughs> go to that. And, uh, oh, yeah, Sean's got uh, his music. Uh, that was a, You just heard it. Uh, he's a bloody snowman, all one word. Everything's amazing that he does. Uh, buy that shit and download it. Um, I'm very oh, I do have one. I guess I have a couple plugs. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to be playing Monsters of Love in a uh, hidden location in Oakland. Monsters of Love is... I thought that was in the woods. No, no, that's Mutant Fest. Monsters of Love is a one, one time a year kind of anti-Valentine's Day monster party. And I'll be playing that. And I think it's March 6th, which is a Saturday. And then I'll be playing somewhere in L.A., in the spring. Right, no, it would be March 5th. March 6th is actually a Sunday. Okay, March 5th. Thank yeah. you. Thank you all for being aware of time and space. <laughs> uh, sun, and then uh, I'll be playing in L.A. sometime in the spring, hopefully with abandoned footwear, but definitely with Continues, which is Dan from Babylands. I know shit. Continues will be there. I love those guys. Well, he, yeah, he's the one that booked, booked that shit. So, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Well, I'll have to go say hi to Dan. Hope he remembers me. Yeah. Well, you'll have to come to L.A. Oh, fuck. You're going all the way to L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just found out a couple days ago. Dude, good for you. Good, good for, for me. You. Good for That's you. all the plugging I have. I, nev I never plug shit, so at least I have something to plug. Okay, so today's guest is uh, one of my favorite people. Um, she is the fantastic Pam Benjamin. She runs uh, Mutiny Radio. Uh, she takes... Uh, new comics with horrible jokes and develops them into funnier comics and uh, she runs uh, a fuck ton of the shows in the city and uh, she is a fantastic patient uh, woman and uh, I would not be doing comedy today if it wasn't for her support so I am very happy to have her as, uh, as the guest on my show today. Uh, before we get into it, uh, why don't you tell us about this fantastic uh, festival that you're putting on Pam? Well, Timmy's going to be at the Punchline on <laughs> February 2nd <laughs> at 8 o'clock. It's only $15. <laughs> what, 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 what are we talking about? What day of the week is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Tuesday, right? Okay. It's a yeah. Tuesday. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I'm very, very good with time and space. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not. So uh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 2nd through 6th. 2016. I don't know. I haven't counted the days right now, how many days to count down. I think we're at something like 36 days. Right. Something like that. 
It's either 37, th it's between 34 and 37 days is how many days are left. So you're pretty good with time and space. Pretty good with time and space. Like I, I haven't nailed that number down only because I don't want to keep freaking myself out. <laughs> I think that it's better to leave a little flux in there. That's good. Yeah, because I'm starting to have a nervous breakdown. Well, you're putting a flux ton of work into it. You're getting chairs and electrical and all this other stuff. And you get, How did you get all these uh, out-of-town comics to come in? Well, um, I did this festival last year in Seattle in August called the Hilarious Comedy Festival. Applications are open until the fourth of um, the, the fourth month of the year, April. So definitely apply. It's their second annual. Well, I went to their first annual, and I had such a good time. Like, you know, the, the audiences weren't uh, great, but it was like comedy summer camp, and it was everybody of what I consider to be a similar caliber of comedian to myself, and it was great to meet people who'd been doing comedy for four, six, eight, eleven years that were, I felt like, oh, I'm on a playing field with these guys and ladies, and it was great to be, A, acknowledged for a festival and have someone pick your video out and say, you, you're funny, I want you to come in. Um, that isn't like a big, there are, what big names are there from like San Francisco and, you know, Indiana and, you know, like, and I've got a guy from Georgia coming and South Carolina and uh, Massachusetts, Michigan, Texas. And so it all started, I met all those people at that festival and I was like, oh, I was really inspired. And I thought, oh, you know, I could do this. And I kind of just worked off that Facebook group and then I got onto like their message boards and then I've been on the Northwestern one for a long time so a lot of people up there knew me so we have like eight comics coming from Portland and four from Seattle or just Washington in general but only because I've sort of done that area a little bit so I knew people but it was all Facebook man like <laughs> that was it that's how I got everybody and I had um over 150 submissions from people all over the United States and beyond uh, internationally and I had to whittle it down to 24 and then locally I had 60 people apply and there were only 20 spaces so there was interest you know from a comedian standpoint I felt like and you know we're just the thing I learned from the other festival was that everything was great and Patrick Higgins put it together and he's actually a really great festival organizer and everything worked except they chose the wrong space and the whole time at all the shows I was like it's so funny I have the space like like because even this, they weren't having 40 seats was like the theater anyways, even if it would have sold out, which didn't come close. It was just 40 seats. And I was like, but that, that's what's here. It's 40 seats. So I thought the rest of it is easy. We've got the microphone, the radio component's a cool part of it. Why don't, cause, and that's the thing that this makes us cool is that we're bringing people from all over the United States and internationally. And their people there can listen to them live or can download the podcast after. And if we get smart enough and start monetizing our fucking podcasts, then we could actually, you know, make some money off the podcast because people might be interested if their friend Brian Plum is coming from Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to do the live show for me and a separate one. We've been chatting a whole bunch online. Fantastic. Yeah, he's not, and he seems like he gets around, man. He's, I see him at some pretty big names he's across the country. He's young and hungry. Yeah, he's, he seems like a good dude. Yeah. And funny. Yeah. So uh, it, that's the thing. It's all these people that are kind of, it's just, I've, I've been doing comedy now for the four and a half years, and I'm like, all right, you know, what else is there besides, where, where else, what else do we do, where else do we go? Like, I'm not going to move to L.A. I'm not going to go to San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, fuck L.A. So then it's like, because it's just not me. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not ever going to wear makeup. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to show off my cute little bod because I don't believe in that. And it bothers me when other female comedians just rely on them. They're like, well, if I show my tits and I've got wear the lipstick, put my hair up. And it's true. When I wear, when I dress up, people pay attention to me more. It's true. Like they, they just do. But it's just, it's not me. And I don't, it's not me. So it's like, well, what could I do in San Francisco to establish something here? And yeah, whatever. So this is the home of new comedians. That's not so bad if it becomes a thing. That's a thing. Like, why can't that be a thing? Yeah, I mean, so yeah. Far, I think so far so good. I mean, it seems like it's getting a little bit of traction on Facebook. Um, I'm excited to do the live show. I, I think I think we'll have a few people here. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna spring for like mimosas and beers for people That's to show up. Yeah. It's rad. Yeah. Well, but and we have the. I mean, we're gonna have the the green tent for people. Here's the thing. The, so if there isn't an audience, if I if all of my promotion because promotion is so hard, and if all of the promotion fails objectively and nobody comes, uh, we still have this cool green tent that the comedians can hang out in, and there'll be comedians here. It just means we don't make any money, right? But PBR is a sponsor, so the green tent for people that are in the festival, they're gonna have a bouncer on the door. You gotta be in the festival. We got all this beer donated. We're gonna have food every night for the comedians. I've got these gift bags with like PBR swag and. Alta California Botanicals and a super cool t-shirt that we're making and pieces of art, two pieces of art from local artists. They're making one for everybody. And what's the other gift bag thing? I have one other thing in the gift bag. I can't remember. But they get cool shit. And like, you know, and and then he's one of the artists, Phil Spittler. And then on Saturday at Brainwash, we got PBR to sponsor. We're having a show from two to four and it's free beer for everyone. What? Yes. Because the PBR is sponsoring us and he's like, and Jeff, of Brainwash Cafe is another sponsor and he's like well what can we do for you and I'm like I would like to have a comedy show on Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4 so it doesn't interfere with anything True Hustle does because but I want Tony Sparks to host it which he agreed to do because I want to give all these out of town comedians like the, the Brainwash feel right, you know, like, right, here right. it is this is a Brainwash show on a Saturday but like free beer for everybody like even if so that's the thing I'm like I've set them up that if things here are terrible we've got a party on Thursday night at Eagle SF where we're having oh, a special comedy amazing. show special comedy show at midnight hosted by Colin Holt so and there's gonna be tons of people there and they get like drink specials and they're not gonna have a door cover it's gonna be super fun so it's gonna be like party with the comedians and, and a big show and, and then Saturday with the brainwash thing so I feel like even if even if people go like nobody buys tickets for here there's only like five people in a show or whatever they're still gonna be like the green set was amazing and these parties and like and I'm giving them a comprehensive list of all of the open mics where they are everywhere so that they can do everything while they're here for five days because they've got a lot of time and there's tons of open mics. I'm encouraging them to come on Monday so they can hit those open mics. I'm going to hit them up with a list this month of everyone who's running showcases and try to like push them out to, you know, cheaper than therapy. Like, hey, Eloisa, here's the list of people. I'll tell them, this is Eloisa. Right. You know, yeah. give her a video, hit her up. Because, I mean, they're all going to be here. Some of them should get... And they're really great. I mean, some of these people on the festivals are like... The guy coming from New York is like mind-blowing. Jamie Pierce. He's just super on it. And I don't know. I watched... It took me a long time to go through the videos. And I, I went through a lot of them multiple times. And I feel like I, I, I watch enough comedy 
<laughs> to know what's good and what isn't since I run, you know, three open mics a week. <laughs> so yeah. I know. And you're at every other open mic. <laughs> Where is this green tent going to be? That It's a very good question, I think. It's going to be located outside the building because I don't, I can't have a green room. It's called a green tent because I want a green room. But like on the sidewalk? On the sidewalk, but I've got a pop-up tent and it's 10 by 10 and I'm going to put blankets around it and a little table in there and a little with food and a little cooler with beers and some folding chairs and it's where the comedians hang out before their sets and That's they can awesome. hang out all i have enough every night i get five cases Whoa. for the comedians for the green tent but it's but here's the thing it's five shows in 25 days and each show has at least four comics because we have one host that does 10 minutes and then we have three people that all do like 10 to 15 depending and then um uh, some of the shows I have four people on, so that means they only get 10-minute sets, and the host only gets seven, but with those people, I've guaranteed them extra shows. So everyone's, and that's the other thing, so we went to the other festival. I got three sets, and they were all 78 minutes long. None of my sets will be less than 10 minutes here, and everybody gets at least three. Some people are getting up to five. And we have the outside shows as well, so it's like, you're getting a lot of stage time. Yeah. And, and it's on the radio, and it's podcast, so it's not just like... So I feel like, as a service to the comedians that are coming, this is going to be cool. I'm just hoping that San Francisco gives a fuck enough about comedy <laughs> to come see. Yeah, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco yeah. give a fuck. Come, uh, come to our festival, man. That's a big, big, big undertaking for, for you to take on. Because, I mean, I, I don't know. Timmy and I have both put on a lot of shows. Yeah. But not festivals. Yeah, we never... Well, I mean... Well, I guess the strawberry bacon was a festival, but it, it was... Only, it was only one event, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. But, no, I mean, just the amount of planning and and all the logistics involved is, is a lot more than I think most people realize. Yeah, I know. But when it's done by... Usually it's done by more than one. I mean, I've never dealt with a sponsor. Oh, I'm, I'm not trying to freak you out. No, no, it's but okay. But you're no, fucked. No, no, well, I got the sponsors. I, the thing is, I started this at the end of September is when I realized I'm going to do this. And then I timed it all out and I was like, you know, my entire month of November was like, look for some, get submissions, look at them and find sponsors. Because I knew I had to lock the sponsors down before I started doing any of the publicity because I had to have their logos and I had to know what they were giving me. <laughs> yeah, the flyers look fantastic. So, yeah, the flyers are really good. Yeah, Subliminal SF is another company that um, is donating their um, time and abilities to all of our design work. They're, they design the flyers. There's a poster coming out. They're doing the t-shirt. Um, they do all... He does... It's Mikey from Subliminal, Subliminal SF. SubliminalSF.com. Go there now. The t-shirt <laughs> that I have that's the picture of the police. Uh, for the listeners out there, Pam's actually a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... I have a t-shirt that... Um, it has a picture of the police on the front, like Sting and Stuart Copeland. And then um, underneath it, it says, Fuck NWA. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of that's one of his t-shirts. That's nice. one of Mikey's t-shirts. So, I want that. Yeah, he has it online. You can go to SubliminalSF.com. Uh, but he has those t-shirts so he's doing all of our design work and he's rad so and all of this stuff is donation I haven't put out a penny yet the flyers were paid for by Alta California what? 
Yeah, Alta California Botanicals, another sponsor that's paying for the T-shirts. Generous stoners. Yeah, generous stoners. <laughs> yeah. I know, and they're they're putting stuff in the gift baskets for all the all the comics as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, our podcast <laughs> is doing a live show. Uh, it'll be closing out uh, the festival. Not closing out the festival, but on the day of the closing of the festival. That's uh, Sunday, March 6th from uh, 4 to uh, 6. Come on down. I'll be springing for mimosas and beers. Um, you can buy tickets online at www.universe.com backslash mutinyradio.fm. We'd love to see you. Uh, we're going to have a collection of like eight or nine guests. Uh, that have previously been on the show, just kind of hopping on and off stage, and we're just going to have fun and fuck around. It's going to be really cool. Um, I hope to see some of you guys there. Um, yeah, so we're really excited about that. Just like Sketchfest, they do podcasts. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're our only podcast. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're like an actual podcast. Yeah. Really. yeah, yeah we're yeah. the only podcast. In the festival, at, yeah. Oh, in the yeah. festival, okay. Yeah. yeah. The rest of them are we, all live shows. We won't let well, you down unless we do. <laughs> you guys okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do our, uh, our segment break. Cool. Uh, and then uh, we will go into some interview with Pam. Okay, so I know we're both from Danville, but you grew up in Danville? I grew you, up in Danville. Where were you born? I was born uh, in, Lo- in Lawrence Livermore Lab. I was born at Lawrence <laughs> he created Livermore, it a test Livermore Memorial Hospital. I'm a Livermore. I'm I was at Kaiser Walnut Creek. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Tell me, tell me about being a kid in Danville. Um, well, I was always afraid of the dead smashed frogs. We lived near a creek. and um, Wait, Where'd you live? Where'd you live? Uh, in between Sycamore and um, Green uh, Greenbrook. Brook. In between Sycamore and Greenbrook. Oh, okay, cool. There's a little. There was a strange little subdivision when you you were in Sycamore and you went down this hill, and then there was this subdivision that was there in this really strange area, and the creek was there, and then you went around this big corner, and then all of a sudden you went uphill, and then you were in Greenbrook, and that's where all the the green thing, the parks were in the middle, and oh right, 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 right. And right. I knew people that lived there. Like not quite Osage, but uh, right, right, right. I, I know the park. I don't know the name of it. So we were in th- this weird no man's land area of subdivision that was next to a creek, and um, you know, I was always the dead frogs were everywhere, and I couldn't. They freaked me out in the middle of the street, and I was a kid, and I go by on my you know a bicycle and I'd have to put my hand on the side of my face and dead frogs and we'd go riding down by the creek and all the little baby frogs would be out and I'd be freaking out because I wouldn't want to smash the baby frogs with my bike <laughs> these are my childhood memories is this Greenbrook like off Sycamore Valley Road mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay absolutely never yeah. been there never heard of it yeah. <laughs> so um, I went to a Santa Monica Valley Christian well first I went um, in preschool, I was at the church at CPC, and then in kindergarten, I started at Santa Monica Valley Christian Academy, and in Danville, and then um, my little brother went there. Really? Yeah, That's I was a little hilarious. kid's corral. Yeah. Um, I, my parents moved me 
to another school because the teacher said I was masturbating in class. Were you Pam? Probably. Yes. But <laughs> I was four. I was young when I started kindergarten. I was four and everybody else was five. And I couldn't tie my shoes, but I could read. And, and masturbate. And, and the Christians were very Christian. And... And so, hot, and, apparently. And hot. Well, I, they made me feel really uncomfortable all the time because I was a chunky child, and um, my teacher would make fun of me in front of the other kids, and I have this true story. What would you say? So we had to memorize. I am a very great memorizer. I don't know if you know this about me. I sort of have this sort of photographic memory thing. And I even as a kid, I could memorize Bible verses, like just boom, full passages, whatever. And we, had, we, would, we would memorize a very simple Bible verse, and you'd stand up in front of the class at the end of the week, say your Bible verse, and then you would get a tiny ice cream cone, like a tiny one, you know, those little tiny, tiny ones with a tiny little scoop. And so I get up in front of the class, and I do my Bible verse just like everybody else, and then she hands me graham crackers. What a bitch. And I'm like, where's my ice cream cone? And she's like, fat little girls uh, don't really get anywhere in the world, so I'm helping you by giving you graham crackers. Now... In retrospect, the graham crackers probably had more calories yeah. than the ice cream cone yeah. did. But she was calling me out. For some reason, this teacher had it out for me. And my mom knew it, too. So, then, But people in the school said, that's crazy. Why would they have it out for your kid? But I completely understand. It was this Christian school back in the day. I'm a creative kid who's a little bit out there who can read when no one else could read. Like sitting there going like I know how to do this stuff and they but they couldn't keep me but I didn't have ADHD I was very focused I wanted to please and I always raised my hand and I was trying to be good so hard but how annoying must that be anyways I must have pissed off Mrs. Mowers so they put me in regular people school what's it called poor people school probably Public school. Public school. They put me in, I'm sorry, I'm from Danville. Sounds awful. Right? So they put me at, um, what's the, it's, uh, what's called, it's, oh, God, what's the name of it? It's, there's a, there's a, a, no, that was junior high. Mm. There was a, this is in kindergarten, there's a a mountain, there's Mount Diablo painted on it, and you drive by. Charlotte, Charlotte. No, that's the other junior high, Charlotte Wood. It was the, it was the kids' school. Over by Greenbrook, like off of, uh. Other other direction. Like the mural? Like a big mural, but like El Diablo or something like that. El Cerro, okay. El Cerro. No, we we went through that already. Oh, We're almost at El Cerro Boulevard. It's in between. Right, I know know exactly what it looks like. It's, it's, it's the Diablo area, but I don't know. Come on, John, I know you know what it is. It's, I can't remember. Was it called. the Black Hawk movie theater? <laughs> that was farther up. That was later. Foster Freeze? But, uh, <laughs> Carl's Jr. and San Ramon. They, they, put, they put me there, and I was there for a while, and I thrived. And in first grade, I did really well, and the teacher liked me. And then in second, in, then they, they had me in a first and second grade combination class. And Were I you really, still really beaten well. off? No, I wasn't. I wasn't beaten <laughs> off in class anymore. I think I was just playing with myself because I was nervous. So I, they put me in the regular kids' school, and I was excelling, and I was in the first, second grader class, and then they put me in the second, third grader class, and I was a second grader. And then my parents made the wise decision to put me back in fucking Christian school. So they put me back at SRVCA with the same group of kids that I was in when I was in kindergarten who didn't like me, and then they put me back. So my entire childhood was filled with Jesus loving me, but nobody else loving me. So Jesus loves me. Be perfect, but everyone else hates you all the time until seventh grade that's what it was like I was with the same fucking people didn't get invited to the birthday parties they're all rich little motherfuckers they all lived up on that fucking hill and their houses their their stables were bigger than my house and they were all so rich and so fucking cunty and they never invited me to their birthday parties and every once in a while because we were all at the church together I'd get to go to their house and I was like oh, I'm at Jenny Smith's house this is so amazing I'm at Brianna Badane's house how special I feel because I'm a poor little so you, were, you, were you renter trash no is that how you got to be I was renter trash. 
I, I went to school with really rich kids, but I was like super poor. I, I wish we were poor. We were. <laughs> the problem was I thought we were poor, but we were really, really rich. My parents always owned their own house. We had everything we wanted. I just, went, when I was in high school, my 16th birthday, my parents bought me a car, but it was a Hyundai. And so everyone made fun of me because it wasn't a BMW. That's Danville. Yeah. So, and that's just the way I grew up. And it was awful. I just, I was never good enough because I was never good enough for Jesus and I was never good enough for everybody else. And I tried so hard and I tried to get a 4.0, but everybody's blonder and prettier and cuter and a better cheerleader and everybody's perfect and 98% of the people go to from high school go to college but like oh, you only go to UC you only got into UC San Diego Ugh. well I got into Columbia and Berkeley and blah blah, blah. it's like everything is con- was constantly a competition in my youth and I just never measured up you know what those fuckers did to me in fifth grade I mouthed off in fifth grade. I don't remember what I said. Oh, yeah, I remember what I said. Uh, the teacher asked the question. She goes, uh, the final, the extra credit question for the history test was, um, who doesn't clap after the presidential speech? Um, who's, this is, it's, the answer was like the Congress or something. But I wrote on my test, uh, paraplegics. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So, she made an example of me in front of the whole class and then put me on garbage duty. Um, it, yeah, so, uh, well, because she had some more vet friends that were paraplegic. She started crying. It was a whole ordeal. Whatever. I, I, she started crying. Whatever. Yeah, so. Uh, I hope she's dead. Yeah, no, so so this, is, this, isn't, even, this isn't even the bad part. Uh, I mean, I understand it was an asshole. So I'm in the hallway, like, because they put the trash cans outside the door at the end of every class, and I'm walking through the hallway with the janitor, the nicest man in the world. His name was Chuck. Totally cool guy. He was probably, like, my age now. He's probably, like, 35, 36. And a different teacher um, comes walking up, uh, Mrs. Schroeder, and uh, she goes, she takes one look at me, and I'm, like, you know, tying the loop around the garbage can, and she's like, Mr. Pizza, you better get used to this because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. You're going to be just like him and points at the janitor, the nicest guy in the world. So he, he humiliates both of us just like, and we're like, I'm like, what? Fuck you, bitch. I got a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, a, a, I convinced the vice principal to let me be a custodial assistant my senior year in high school, which the only time you see a kid with the custodian is if they are in big trouble. And that's for like a day or like half a day or whatever. And I was with that dude for, you know, two quarters. Wow. So everyone thought that I was just a fucking, like I killed cats. Or <laughs> like they all thought I was a total psycho. Path. But the custodian would like he he'd bring me on he'd show me all the uh, roof access points oh, and right. stuff like that, and then he got fired and I stopped being a custodial assistant but I still knew all the roof accent point access points. So, so I was snipe kids. No, I was straight up, no I would straight up throw yeah. garbage at the popular kids oh, from the roof. Awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. great. He went to uh, Monte Vista. I was gonna ask. And they knew it was me. I, I went yeah I went to Monte Vista for a couple years yeah. Yeah, it, what, it was what awful. Year, what years were you? Um, my brother went there. He was a piece of shit. Uh, I graduated in 95. Oh, okay. My brother graduated in 91. So he He's still a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. I graduated <laughs> in 92. I was 98. Okay. De La Salle. Yeah. 98 De La Salle. Yeah, I lived oh. in Danville, though, and then I moved to Concord the last two years of uh, high school. De La Salle. Yeah. We beat our butts in football every year. We beat everybody in football. We recruited kids from all over the world that were just monsters. Um, I didn't yeah. grow up in, in that. No, the, those area. kids weren't rich. They were poor as hell, but they paid for those kids. To yeah, they got scholarships. Ball, yeah. I knew some of those giant Frankenstein ass motherfuckers yeah. that got scholarships. 
but I mean, I met them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't last long in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't grow up in that area until I was like 10. Oh, and okay. But I, I grew up in the mountains, so our education level was like about six months behind. Oh. And so when I got here, I, I was way advanced in reading, which is weird because I'm dyslexic, but um, <laughs> I, I was like, I was in all the advanced reading things, but uh, yeah, it took a, a bit to get caught up and, and got fucked with relentlessly for a little while until one day I just pick a, picked a desk up, up and threw it across the room nice. and no one ever fucked with me again I, after I, that. I have a very similar story. I have a very, very similar story in third grade at SRVCA, it was presidential fitness time when you had to... Wait, what makes fitness presidential? You can do like 20 pull-ups Right, you have to do pull-ups and you have to do push-ups and you have to they do your stretching and they do all this stuff. And I was really good at stretching because I did ballet and stuff, but I really didn't have any upper body strength. And again, at the time, I was still a little chunky. So we're supposed to hold on to this bar with your hands toward you instead of your wrists toward you you had to have your front of your hands toward you and they put us up on this really high bar and you're supposed to hold it and I mean I didn't even last a second and and the whole group I kept trying and they're like just give it up and everybody's laughing at me and it all sucked and then we went back in the room to change into our regular clothes again and all the girls kept laughing at me and being mean and calling me names and I just couldn't take it and I have the same feeling that I have sometimes in my life now where I call everyone a cunt face <laughs> where I just couldn't see anything and I ran out the door, I screamed the fucking door and I went out the back and I picked up a brick and I threw it through the goddamn window yeah. into yes. the room where all the girls yeah. were yeah. and it hit these folding chairs <laughs> and it clamored and made all the stories and I I go, <laughs> and I run back around into the room, and I like stand there, and all the girls are like freaking out, and then a little time later, a teacher comes in and goes, what happened? And I'm just standing there, and no one said anything. Damn no right. And I was like, oh, 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 and no one fucked with me, really, to my face ever again. <laughs> I know people fucked me, with me behind my back, and I yeah. knew that all the time that that was happening. Yeah. But from that point on, they really didn't like fuck with me fuck with me yeah because i threw a brick through a window yeah when <laughs> when they know you're like uh you have some adrenaline that's under there yeah yeah they leave you i had the nickname psycho for a while oh yeah no I, me wacko in junior high not in high school i did something similar a couple uh like two or three football players used to fuck with me all the time constantly it was always the three of them and they like one time they put me in a garbage can and another time they just they'd humiliate me in front of my friends and then one of them was really mean one day, so um, I stalked and followed him for a while, and he went into, like, a room where they, like, store sports stuff, so there was nobody else around, so he was walking into the door, and I kicked him in the small of his back, and he, like, fell flat on his face, went into the room, tur shut the door, and locked it, and then grabbed him by his shirt and, like, picked him up off the ground. I was like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but I will fucking kill you, blah, 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 and this dude was, like... I don't know. He was like huge football player guy, right. you know, and he was just terrified, like shaking and shivering because he didn't have his little entourage with him. Sure. Yeah, you let out the crazy. Yeah. And you're good. I mean, this guy could have mauled me to death, but uh, yeah, no, I, I scared the living piss out of him. It, it, it was uh, it was one of my growing points. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt the same. I felt the same way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's empowering to fucking scare a rich person. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I love that today's fuck everything, fuck you is about fucking Danville and the fucking ass. Those yeah. fucking rich cunts. Have you been back there? It's. I like get weirded Disneyland. out. It's, it's the only town that I freely weird. litter. I I I rarely actually. I litter as much I as I can when I'm I, in Danville. If my parents like want to take me to dinner the once bridges. every couple months, no. Fuck, uh, they Foz? can You want to go to Foz? They can afford a high tech burrito. <laughs> like they're not they're not that rich. Hey, I don't. Father Nature shed. I got to do comedy at Father Nature. What? Dude, they, uh, do they sell in the candy shop? Do they got the candy shop there not still? Anymore, no, oh. candy shop. Now it's a restaurant. It's a mediocre restaurant. What? I was bummed. I loved that candy shop. I yeah. went there all the time when I was a kid. The gummy rat. They yeah, used to have no. these gummy rats. Yeah. And I'd always be like, God, I want one of those. But I never got them. I'd always get the little balls that were chocolate that had the liqueur inside. Oh, yeah. I have no idea why they would sell those to a child, but they, I think they had real liqueur. That was in Alamo, right? No, it was in no, Alamo. No, right? uh, I, I never went there. It was walking distance from SRVCA. It was like, oh, okay. you walked from the church down across the street. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to play shows at the Vets Hall. That was the, the Vets Hall was school. the first place a girl touched my dong. Wow. Yeah. There's never been a girl touching I, your dong. I think I went to my one. Just kidding. One you get mad action. High <laughs> five. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was. I was went to go see some band, the Struggle Buggies. At, I was uh, in that band for a minute. Yeah, you, you know who they are? No, I mean, I, I, I played with them. You were in that band? <laughs> no, no, I played like, no, I, I what I did is their, their guitar player quit, yeah. and they were like, hey, you want to fill in and or be our new guitar player? And I was like, okay. And I, I went to their rehearsal, and they are like, you're too weird. And they wouldn't let me in the They band. played a parking garage, and I punched a guy in the head and broke my wrist. Wait, was he, was he in the band? No, no, no. Some guy. Oh, that would have been great. No, no. So there was a dog pile, and some guy punched me, and then I, like I like freaked out and like paced around for like twenty minutes, and then I just punched him in the back of the head and ran away, and I broke my wrist. And one of the guys in the band found out about it, and they hand wrote me a letter. They asked me for my address. Hand wrote me a letter with like a drawn picture. They like drew a neat picture, like one of the guys could draw. I might still have it somewhere. Was it Avi, Scotty, or Derek? Derek. He's a nice dude. Yeah, they were really, they were like, oh my god, we can't believe you broke your wrist in a fight at our show. But like, they played like a parking garage in Walnut Creek. Oh, like, they, I thought they were the coolest band ever. I saw them like five times when I was a kid. I'd have, I'd have my mom drop me off, <laughs> and I'd go see the Struggle Buggies. They actually <laughs> used to be like the butt of every band I was in's joke. Oh, I can still but see I was, why. I was great friends with them. I knew them, but like every band I was Dude, ever in, they're like packed, man. Yeah, they were popular, but they were just playing like fucking rockabilly shit. Like oh, all, all that was yeah. popu- popular at the time. Hey, but man, it was about the music, man. Yeah, it was all about the, was all about the music. 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 Cu- no, we, we just in in Danville. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have the what? Walnut Festival. They, well, they, okay, they, they would like Devil bo- Mountain bo- Run. Yo, know, tell us that story. How I won the Devil Mountain Run. Yeah, but the, the whole thing with your with your school and. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, I ran track and cross country when I was in uh, high school uh, because I'm better at singular sports. Uh, anyways, I there I was on track and cross country, and our coach was this guy named Jerry Garrity, and he was. He was 36 at the time, and he kept professing, I'm a virgin. I've never had sex. And he was very Christian and talked about it. And he liked to hang out with all the guys, you know, all the time and during the summers. Okay, anyways. That's super creepy. He's super creepy, like shaving his legs all the time. I'm bike. I bike. I need to shave my legs because of the wind resistance. He's that. You got to bike off all that jizz. (laughs) (laughs) So he and I never really got along. uh, And 
I my I had two best friends. One of them I'm still best friends with. Her name is uh, she was Katie Rowe then. Now she's Katie Fields. She's doctor. She's oh she's lady. a nice lady. Amanda. Nice nice lady. She yeah. could run a 440 in like 54 seconds. Very very fast. No idea what that means. Uh, it's one numbers. lap. It's, she's very 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 fast in high school. And our other friend Julie Jenkins was a high jumper and she could jump like five seven and she was this tiny little twig and she was darling. And we had this track meet where we were like already ahead in points and but she didn't. Julie didn't really need to win this jump and she'd already sort of won and we knew it didn't it didn't matter was the point but she was hurt and the coach wanted her to jump again for this stupid reason and I I took offense with it I was like my friend is hurt she's done enough don't make her jump she yeah. doesn't want to jump don't make her jump and he was like she's gonna jump she needs to learn of the blah, blah. so I end up having like it could have been a, turned into a fist fight if he would have turned it that way. But we fought. in. There was this big track meet in front of both teams in the center of the track. And ev- everyone could see and hear because we were both yelling really, really loudly at each other. And I was just adamant that my friend was not going to jump. And he was like, I am the coach of this team. You don't tell me what to do. From the outside, I'm sure people are like, what is this 36-year-old man yelling at this 17-year-old girl for? Like, what is this power struggle about? And really, it was about my friend. So anyways, he says, you're off the team. Get out of here. And I'm like, all right. And I get my shit and I go. And I'm like, all right, I'm off the team. So I decide that the Devil Mountain Run is coming up, which, as you know, it's a 6.2. It's a 10K race in Danville. It happens every year. And I'm 17, so I'm at, like, the top of my age range of, like, 14 to 17, right? That's my age group I'd be running in. And I say to myself, I'm going to win the fucking Devil Mountain Run because I'm, I'm a two-mile runner for... Can you hear me now? All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Alright, you guys, welcome. This is Friends of the Pod. In studio with me is uh, Ms. Zima Wyatt. Tell me about yourself. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm Zima Wyatt, and actually I was born here in San Francisco, uh, in Chinatown. And I live in Oakland now. Oh, wow. Um, What? Chinatown, that must have been interesting because uh, the last time I went to Chinatown, um, I don't know if you see it on Facebook or not or whatnot, but um, I went to Speakeasy for one of my friend's birthdays, and that's in Chinatown. Ah. Yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a hell of an experience, but I don't know when when <laughs> when you get there, it's like. It's wow. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. energy, the energy is awesome. It's awesome. I'm sure in 1960, I was probably the only African American born in a Chinese hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, 1960. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I you know. Said. I know. I don't look it. I know. Thank you very uh, much. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But remember, no, Quinn's my 21. sister, so yeah, look no, at her. Ex- exactly. You know, okay. <laughs> the queen, Quinn Mejia. Yes. <laughs> she yes. <laughs> out floating around in cyberspace somewhere. Yeah, she's she's doing something. She's gonna telecommute for now, and she she's gonna try and make it later on. But you know, she has she has some stuff to deal with, and yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. That oh. happens sometimes. But and then. The dynamic, oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, so so tell me how you know. Uh, tell me how you know the queen. Wow, 
Now, that's a story in, of all stories. We've been knowing each other since, mm, I think, I was in the sixth grade and she was in the eighth grade. Um, we actually went to the same church. Um, we grew up in East Palo Alto. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Just tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. And my mother had so many kids. And I don't mean biological. Um, she adopted anyone and everyone that came along. And Quinn happened to be one of those souls that um, my mother, they just connected. And actually, um, Quinn became the daughter that my that I, I guess, <laughs> was <laughs> the daughter that, the foo-foo-shoo-shoo, let me put it in. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> okay, you know Quinn, okay. I totally so understand that. Shoo-shoo. Yeah, I, I was not, and um, uh, Quinn just, like I said, she came into our life, and my mother just embraced her, and the relationship that the two of them had like I said people could come to my mother's house you know for dinner and they wouldn't know who her biological children were because she had so many people calling her mom oh that's yeah you know and so (laughs) when um actually it's a story that I don't know if she's ever told you, and I don't know if she wants to tell you. No, <laughs> it's not, I. I don't think. Uh, I don't think she opens up about her past like all that often to people like that. She's just like gotten close to. It's kind of. It's kind of tough, but I see mm-hmm. that. I see that sort of. Uh, that that diva wall she puts up and she's such a diva i mean i love her but like she's such a diva and it comes she came out of the womb a diva yeah i totally agree with that but a good i mean she just had this spirit that um my mother understood her where sometimes your parents may not understand you and it may take someone else's mother or father that can see something through you. you yeah. know, just like um, people who work with children. Um, they can see something in that child that their parents may not see and then they can convey that to the parent, just like when kids go to school and something that the parent's not seeing because the teacher is yeah. with them all day long. You know, they see a behavior that isn't normal in the household. So Quinn, which, had, which is why, like, they're able to give advice to parents. Exactly, and stuff like that. Yeah. exactly. And my mother had that type of um, heart. She worked for a mortuary in East Palo Alto, so oh, she was one. always giving to others. Yeah. And so, like I said, she. Um, took Quinn under her wing and the funny part of the Quinn and Zima story is we're only two years apart but there is a lifetime of experience between you two thank you (laughs) (laughs) so when we were in high school um Quinn was in the 12th grade and I was a fresh I mean no she was in the 11th and I was a freshman now to this day, it's funny. Quinn did not realize how close in age we were because she, you know, she was my big sister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a, a year, a year and some change apart, like it could mean it could quite literally mean life or death. A decade. Yeah. <laughs> 
if exactly. you're, you know, it depends. And she had older sisters. I had older brothers. So my growing up was a little different than her growing up. But we were in high school together. I played on the basketball team. I was on the band. And yeah. Quinn... I mean, we were out of she, high school. She's probably just been singing for like 50 years. Yes, or yes, <laughs> yes. I'm at school every day. And one day, I think it was like in 2004, um, we hadn't seen each other for like 20 years. And we finally reconnected. And she said, you know, I never realized you were t only two years younger than I am. I said, well, Quinn, I was in high school with you. She said, I just thought you was up in high school hanging out. I said, you thought an eighth grader was hanging out, and you thought Miss Maggie was going to let me hang out in high school for two years on the basketball team, on the softball team, in the band. She says, well, it just never registered. I just thought you was hanging out at and school. And now that, that's kind of that's crazy because um – like back when you guys were in high school, it was like the, the 70s. 70s, yeah, the 70s. and all, all this stuff's going on, like the Beatles and like oh, Jimi yes. Hendrix is making a splash on the radio. Yeah, there's so much media, but there's a there's a totally different stigma that's going on. And what like what really catches my eye is like you were an athlete and she was you know probably she probably a thespian. Yeah, no, she was the diva. You know, she was into the cosmetics tap. and so cosmetology. So okay. we all went to Quinn to get our hair done. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes yes, sense. Yes, Quinn is a bad mm -hmm. hair stylist. Oh, she's definitely a bad mama jamma and a. <laughs> dynamite singer so you get all that in one person so oh, she's wow. had this you know she sang with josephine baker at 14 what she never told me that <laughs> i'm sorry sis but yes you know at the circle star theater in redwood city so oh. she's had that fever and she'll she's gonna take it to her grave yeah I wanted. I want to take a moment. You said Redwood City. You guys grew up in East Palo Alto. Yes, the Red Peninsula. Oh my goodness! The, the Peninsula itself has like a different energy, but uh, oh, Red, Redwood yes. City. Like the, you could tell the people in Redwood City, despite all the stuff that's like mm -hmm. going on, they have mm -hmm. like a sort of like character. Right. Yeah. Right. I used to live in a an area called Friendly Acres. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been pretty friendly. And it was. It was really cool. It was like the quietest part of Redwood City. You know, it was a long marsh road. Okay. And, that um, yeah, it yeah. was just an area with a bunch of duplexes that um, were really nice. And the people, a lot of us worked for Ray Camp Corporation, yeah. which was just on the other side of Marsh Road. Yeah, it's. I think it's still in Menlo there. Park. It yeah. is. It's called Tyco now. Yeah. Yeah. I worked there for eleven years, um, from nineteen to thirty. Years well, old. well, yeah. Tyco, Tyco is what I know from like the nineties because I'm right. I'm an eighties yeah. baby. I was born in eighty seven. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 But I know exactly what you're talking about because you exit Marsh and like on the left is Redwood City. Right. On the right is Menlo Park. Right. Yeah. And then up. And if you go uh, east, west a little bit, you'll be in Woodside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the uh, peninsula. Um, 
but I also love the East Bay, and I miss San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some, there's something about the peninsula. I've I've been in the peninsula pretty much my whole life, except for mm-hmm. college. Like I needed to get out of here for college. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, I went to UCLA. Uh, it was probably like my worst and best decision of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was the worst because I don't know the people are very. Um, when I went there from between 2005 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, there was because Hollywood is like right there. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody just became la la. Not not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not superficial by mm-hmm. any means, but um, I mean, no, 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 that's what I mean to say. I think they're mm-hmm. just very superficial, but la, they're not la. fake. Like that's what they're they grew la, up la people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then you come over here and people are like, people have like these blue collar jobs that mm-hmm. get up to the point where like they have to think, uh, think white collar because nowadays mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. nowadays like people are making $100,000 a year and you're still considered poor. Exactly. Yeah. You need to go live in Sil- Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Oakland because like I've been seeing a lot of Oakland lately. Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I moved to Oakland from East Palo Alto in 2004. Okay. And when I first moved there, the homeless uh, situation, it was there, it was present, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't overwhelming. And that's what's happening right now in Oakland is there's this mass wave of homelessness that, it, you know, you have the term pop-up for food. No, there are pop-up communities, tent fam, you know, units that are popping up wow. all over Oakland, all under the underpass, The um, anywhere there's an open space on the um, freeway entrance. Um, in East Oakland, in the Fruitvale, there has been uh, several fires of um, encampments because the people have no place to go. And the one thing that I can say that the homelessness there, the homeless, are not hungry because there's a lot of food that are that's being given out daily, but they're they can't afford to live in Oakland. I mean, I'm having a problem living in Oakland. Well, I, I think uh, I think Oakland's like the poster child for being gentrified, I think. Cuz um you know, if you if you start like let's say you go into a small community in Oakland, say and, West Oakland. Yeah, exa- exactly, <laughs> like West Oakland. Mm-hmm. And you start putting things like I mean, not Starbucks, but like stuff like Stuff like Swarovski or fucking like Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Now, because there's now because it's there, people are gonna see it as like a destination mm-hmm. because that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. So more people are gonna start going in there, and they're gonna be talked to mm-hmm. by some investors about you know changing this whole community. Mm-hmm. It has and changed. Oakland is definitely changed. It has yeah. changed since I moved. I live in West Oakland, right yeah. in the. They call it Uptown, but Uptown is on the other side of 24 or 980. (laughs) So I'm on the 
I guess, west west side of 980. You're you're not too far off from uh, Lake Merritt, I think. No, 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 no. I'm I'm closer to the bottoms, what they call the bottoms, which is by the West Oakland BART station. Market, okay, okay. Grand yeah. Market Street and West Grand. Where the fire, as a matter of fact, the fire that they just had last week, I was a part of the people that electricity was affected at 2 o'clock in the morning because all of a sudden I heard this pop in the house. And, yeah. you know, I woke up and I noticed that everything, the lights were off. And I'm like, I know PG&E did not cut off my PG&E at 2 o'clock in the morning. Come on, <laughs> let me get there at 5 o'clock. But, yeah. you know, and then I started walking through the house because it was like a dead spirit, which means the energy was, there was no light, no, no kind of electricity. And I went to the kitchen and all I could see was this orange fireball. So, of course, everybody, wake up everybody in the house, let's get dressed, we go running around the corner, and the new complex that's right on uh, West Grand, up in flames. And that's what's happened, that's what has been occurring in Oakland for like the last two years with all the new units that are being constructed in these different communities, for some reason they are being vandalized arson that makes sense i can't i can't really speak about the people that do it but i don't know i uh, i'm at a loss for words actually but uh, yeah yeah I, it, it's you know it's the double-edged sword you yeah. know i live in oakland i live in west oakland i ne- live in that neighborhood but i wouldn't be able to afford a unit there i can afford a um, studio oh that's expensive it's expensive. Everybody. It, it, yeah. It's it's ridiculous, you know, two thousand dollars for a studio apartment. Well, <laughs> m- move, moving on from that though, coming from Oakland, we got the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'm kind of torn because I'm a native San Franciscan, you know, so them com- <laughs> them coming back home. They're, they're coming back over coming here. Coming back Chase, home. Chase yeah. Yeah. Chase Arena is going to be built by next year. Champ, mm-hmm. Champ, you want to say something about that? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Champ, that's Zima. Zima, hey, that's the how Champ. how you doing? Uh, sit, sit right there, Champ. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that was nice. That was I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Want some headphones? Yeah, Got them right there. This one? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. So, so Quentin, Quentin told me that you did, uh, you do some photography for the Warriors, which is why I want to talk about like Revolution in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I've been photographing for them since 2007 when I used to work for the Globe newspapers, and now I shoot for uh, Sports in the Bay. Felicia McDaniels, sorry, she's going to kill me, Felicia Purcell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so when there's opportunities, because they are the champs, the photographers now are getting booted out 
because of all the different TV channels, stations that want to be there at the Warriors games. So, you know, the little ones, we lose our spot because some TV channel wants to be at a Warriors game. So, you know. Do you want to answer this? Uh, we got Quinn coming in. Hey, Quinn. Hello, Bob. Hey, Quinn. I hear you. This is Zima. Quinn Mejia. <laughs> where Where is Quinn Mejia? <laughs> Quinn Mejia got a call in today. <laughs> uh, I, I can't even tell you about life, but... <clears throat> Um, since you're not talking about me, I'm, I'm over here live at um, Chipotle. Nice. In San Jose, <laughs> and it's a lot of weird energy out here today in San Jose. <laughs> but we're not talking about me. Hi, Zima. Hey, sis. How you doing? Girl, I'm telling you, I'm, this, this baby had to put the man off the bus because he said he was going to set me on fire. And what? you know I got STD. Is it? No, that's what? What? <laughs> <laughs> STD, STD, STD. If you know when you got to set you on fire? What kind what? of shit is that? So, oh, so the bus is crowded, and he don't want to be touched. And he got uh, he has in his hand a um, a thing you pull the plug and you and, and you put out on the street when your cars broke down. Yeah. Uh huh. He has one of those, and he. So first, oh. this other man touched him, and he was gonna kick his ass and jump on him. And I'm standing by the other guy, and the guy keeps saying he's sorry, and he's threatening the other guy. And so I'm standing by him, and then I bump into him, and he says, uh, "I'm gonna kick your ass." And I wow. said, "Let me just tell you, ain't another man gonna hit me on this planet." Wow. And I meant that shit, and he said, I'm going to kick your ass. And I said, like I said, if you're going to, you, you know, we like had a standoff on the bus in the back of the bus at this point. And so the lady is saying, um, was he just a, trying to recreate third, the Rosa Parks moment? This is a packed freaking bus in, in, in Santa freaking state. So on the way, you know where I was mm. going to take care of my phone bill. Yeah. Get there, and the, phone, the machine is down. So I said, okay, I'll turn around and this went about three more blocks get on that bus and the nut is on the bus so she can't she's driving like still driving with the nut on the bus and it's getting so bad the other clients are getting involved so at this point the people got me blocked off from him while she kicked him off the bus and he said he's thinking he's gonna set me on fire what she takes me five blocks what? away from where i need to go which is more toward out of way near the train station so she lets me off there i gotta walk five more blocks back to where so i could take care of this phone and by the time it's like it's a wrap i could do it live oh wow it's not, it's not working even trying to you know no Nah, to have this right. energy, you know, so I knew I could do it live. I want to say, Zima, thank you for coming. Oh, Bob, I love you guys so much. <laughs> but did Zima you tell too, you boy. who she is yet? <laughs> yes, we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, no, we, she tell you well, she we've been talking about you, actually. 
I, I wanted to explore the dynamic between the the queen and the photographer. Apparently, you know, uh, the tomboy and the diva. Yeah. How you got how you got connected with mother? Because I didn't want to play dolly doll and makeup and all that. So you know, wasn't I passed that a you diva? On. Deep. Oh my you God! Did you bring my high school pictures just so no, they could I see didn't. how I'm in a ninth grade swoop to do? No, I didn't. I did tell them the story about you thinking that I was six years or seven years younger when we were at high school at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even smoke weed then. So you should have been. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't even. You shouldn't even say that. You should have been. Day. I thought you was out on the grass. <laughs> and I'm that. And I'm that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but my sister just said that basketball teams ought to be also programmed. She's a phenomenal. I, and I thank you. She she is an enigma. Oh, yeah. isn't she? She's a phenomenal and so and um, the way she has come back uh, fought MS is like you know her courage to do this when when she first shared with me her ch- that she was diagnosed. You know, I didn't even know. I had no idea what cancer was. Or, you know, MSD. Well, it probably diseases. didn't exist in the 70s. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just recently, kidding. actually. Yeah. She's speaking of uh, present day. Like, the last yeah. oh, my four goodness, yeah. five years. Yeah. When I was telling you earlier about the yeah. walker. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get, to, we'll get to that at one point. There is so much to cover. <laughs> yes. Is it, so, any entertainment with you guys today, uh, Bob? Uh, we got we got the heavyweight champ over here, Queen. Oh. You, you hey, should, you should the heavyweight. Oh, the champ is here. Yeah. Hey, the champ. champ. Is here. Look, I needed you on the bus. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that type of stuff don't fly when I'm around. No, I was I, I was squaring I was squaring off, champ. There I you. put my bags down. I was squaring mm. off. I was like, okay, look like this is what I'm gonna do before I get we no, don't have to see oh no my God, the, You know, we don't have to go see the Bells Bondsman, sis. We don't. No, because I said you. You think you're gonna set me on fire? I'm gonna bite the shit out of you. I'm gonna yep. bite you and bite you and bite you and bite you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an advocate for street violence, but at the same time, it's like stand your ground. You threaten to set me on fire, you're gonna get shot. Yeah, you gonna set me on fire. He had yeah. the spark in his hand, yeah. getting ready to pull it. Nope. And everybody on the but in the back of the freaking bus, it ain't no it ain't no room. But our champ, I'm telling you, we need security. I'm telling you. <laughs> so who are you beating up in the world today? <laughs> uh, actually, in a couple hours, I'll be wrestling over at uh, El Toro Nightclub. Oh. Uh, oh, at a nightclub. Cemetery Avenue in in San Francisco. Oh, you a stripper? Wow, you ain't no boxer. I mean. Hey, that's after that's after dark. That's after dark. Hey, I'd rather have a wrestler than a boxer because a wrestler I 